Hi everybody, I am your host Guillaume Cochois and you're listening to a new episode of Tapis Rouge. So I ran into a little technical issue with today's episode. But luckily for you, I have a couple of tricks up my sleeve. Even though today's episode will not be what we're planning, I have an even more special guest for you today. Because of our last-minute change in lineup, of course nobody had the opportunity to guess who today's guest was. But I'm sure a lot of you would have recognized the legend Rock Jutra. Rock has been working for Cirque du Soleil since 1987. He has performed on many, many Cirque du Soleil shows and has fulfilled many, many different positions in the company. I had the privilege to share the stage with him when he came for a temporary placement on Totem, and I got to learn so much about the genesis of the company because he literally was there. I got to catch up with him after he finished the relaunch of OVO, and I thought you guys would enjoy a throwback to the early, early days of Cirque du Soleil. So here he is, Cirque du Soleil's classic, Rock Jutra. Rock Jutra, the man, the only one. Welcome to Tapis Rouge. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Wow. I'm, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm, I have goosebumps all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> hey, salut, Guillaume. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing really well. I mean, uh, wow. I'm, I'm, these days I'm working and all, and uh, it's fantastic. Back on business. Oh, yeah. You're back. You're working in the studio at IHQ right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, I get calls to go coach uh, uh, shows that are going back on the road, uh, readjusting, uh, readjusting acts also because they can't go in the public. So the clowns, we have oh, to um, yeah. kind of recreate the acts or, or it's more adapting the acts uh, for uh, the, the, the situation right now. So Oh, and which show? Are you I did, working uh, on right now? So far, I did OVO. I, I was supposed to be there for three weeks. I was there finally for six weeks mm. because there was quite a bit of work. And also, we didn't have all the, 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 the participants, the, the, the clowns together because one was stuck in Brazil. She couldn't come. So we had to start with somebody that we put in her place temporarily and then she came, so she had to learn the act. So it was pretty good. It was it was fantastic. I mean, a lot of fun, good uh, good uh, uh, vibes with the the artistic directors and, and all. So yeah, it was great. I mean, oh, that's so I'm awesome. Having a blast. They did a, quite a few change with the show. It's uh, it's nice, very nice. And uh, now we have to see if the clowns it's working. So I'm gonna have for sure like <laughs> little messages. Oh man, finally it's work, or it's a, it's not working at all. And, you know, come back. <laughs> uh, are you planning on going to see the show to do a follow up, or like once the show is done, like it's on the road, you're good, you're done? It's on the road for me. Like I'm I'm more hired by uh, by the the studio. But for the, the, the last three weeks, I was hired by the production. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then after that, they leave. I leave that in the hands of the artistic directors and the clowns, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but I know there's going to be maybe a, a change of uh, somebody that will leave the tour. So I might do some coaching in Montreal. I don't know yet. 
to uh, introduce that character to uh, or that person into the the character of Ovo. Nice. In the meantime, I'm doing Curious now. I'm uh, working with Curious to help the people doing it to get back into shape, shape, uh, clown shape, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm also teaching the, the backups that are on the show. Oh, okay. The, the, the emergency backup that are doing it while they're waiting for somebody else to come if need is. Mm. And know, when so. is the Curious is supposed to open? That's uh, in Toronto, but it's in a while because I know they're going one month over there to do the staging. They're not doing the staging mm. here in Montreal. Okay. They're going to do it in the big, big top uh, in Toronto, I think. So, nice. So one month of staging yeah. under the big top. That's going to be, that's going to feel good for everybody. I'm sure to be back oh, in the yeah. environment yeah. and just to have oh, the routine, yeah. artistic tent, the show, the lights is going to yeah. be... Phew. You know what it is, you know, when, yeah, when you sure. come home in the big top. You know? Oh, yes. And um, you, so you're, you're working with Cirque now as a coach. You're coaching mostly yeah. all the clowns and characters and stuff like that. But before that, you were also an artist at Cirque for a very long time. So can, can you yeah. tell our listener a little bit about that, about like how it started and the whole beginning wow well for me i mean i can go for really really like i'll go a little bit before i even know there was a Cirque du soleil you know i think i was in, <laughs> i was i was living in the rockies the canadian rockies so there with some friends we started a, a theater company but amateur mm -hmm. and we were doing theater and i liked it you know and then started juggling started unicycling And then one day there's a guy that comes to our bar that we would go every happy hour, mm -hmm. every day. We'd go there, have a beer. That guy comes in, a clown, he's all made up. And he, he asked the bartender, can I do a little show here? And he says, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. There was a little stage in that bar. And the guy does his, all his things. He's funny. We're laughing. He's good, you know. And then at the end, he talks because he doesn't talk during his show. And we hear and he he sounds Quebecois, you know, mm -hmm. go, ah, that guy seems to be from Quebec. So right away, me and my friend, we go and see him and say, Hey, are you from Quebec? He said, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He said, Oh, wow. Amazing. And then you do clowning, you do juggling, you do unicycling. He said, we just started that. And, and he talks to us, you know, and he says, well, there's a circus school in Montreal. Go, Oh yeah. There's a circus school in Montreal. I asked him, do you have the, 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 the phone number of that place or something? I'd like to, I'm very interested, you know, because uh, I do theater here, but I, I, I just started to do circus things. I like it. And he said, yeah, he gave me the phone number. So I call over there, you know, thinking I'm calling to uh, uh, the Cirque, uh, l'école uh, nationale de Cirque de Montréal, you know, yeah, National Circus School of Montreal. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And uh, so, uh, I call and then I, the guy goes, hello. I go, hello. Uh, uh, am I at the circus school of Montreal? Well, you're at my place, but it's my circus school. I go, oh, okay. Uh, hi. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, how, uh, how does it work to get in, in your school? Because do you have the money to pay for the course for the year? I go, but yeah, no problem. You're in. <laughs> So <laughs> that's pretty much my audition for the circuit. <laughs> pretty I good. Went all, 
I said, well, I'll be two weeks late because I'm working here. He said, no problem. You come. I wait for you. Okay. okay. (laughs) So I got there. I got back to Montreal thinking I was going to do the the circus school for the winter and then go back to work in in Jasper. And uh, I started that. And I, I, for me, I wanted to do, be able to do backflips when I do theater. I want to, I wanted to physicalize theater for me. I thought it was too Mm. straight, no moving, you know? So I thought by doing something like circus, it would help me to, uh, to be more physical. Mm -hmm. And man, I I started that. And then my coach, uh, Sigmund Biegai back then. Yes. You know, Sigmund. Yeah, I heard about him when he was uh, coaching in Switzerland. He was coaching yeah, Russian yeah, bar in Switzerland. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was, he was, he was my guru. Mm-hmm. If I, if I'm in circus today and with Soleil and all, it's all because of him. Mm. Because he really, really pushed me like crazy. At one point, he said, "Come and see the Soleil show." Soleil was presenting his 1985 show in the old port. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I went to see that. Man, I flipped. It blew me away to see theater and circus together. You know, mm-hmm. there was and like a story that you could follow a little bit. And there was all these acrobats, these jugglers, these. Uh, and I just went, that's what I want to do. That's really what I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. I really like it, it. It just clicked on me. And uh I went back to school really motivated. And then that year, I, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to go back to school because I had no money and stuff. And I, uh, I, I won student of the year that year. Oh, yeah. That's nice. I was like, oh, wow, wow, why? Why me? Because, uh, because you, you did a good job and uh, we see the potential in you. So that meant that I had the next year free at, at uh, the circus school. So it was fantastic, man. I went, I went back to Jasper. I took all my stuff and I came back permanently in Montreal because now I knew that uh, I circus was to, on. Yeah. You know, I wanted to do something like that or whatever. And, and then the, I started that show. Uh, I'm interrupting you. Sorry. The, that yeah. show that you saw in the old port in 1994, what was the name of it? It was, was it 19, just Cirque du, Cirque du Soleil. It was 1985. Or? I think it was still called Cirque du Soleil. Okay. There was no title yet. The two first years, there was no title of a show per se, I think. Okay. No. So, and it was all with the, a lot of students of the school the, from the year before that were in it, plus artists that they picked here and there. And okay. uh, there was, it was good, good. Uh, it was beautiful. La Ratatouille were the clowns back okay. then. Freaking crazy clowns, man. Oh, when yeah? I, <laughs> when I saw them, it was like, oh, my God, is it possible? You walked, you were arriving at, this, uh, at the big top. There was a guy on top of the big top outside. Didn't know what he was doing, but he was just there walking on the top of the big top, you know, and, and being silly. And then... You walk in the big top. There's another guy that kind of you have like 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 the the masts, and he's he's sticking sideways off the mast. You know, like just there you go. What the hell are these people? You know, but they were funny. <laughs> but in yeah. um 
I know in Curios, when you go to see Curios, there are artists on top of the big top too. Do you think wow. that's um, that's an inspiration or that's something taken from that very first show? It could be. It could be, you know, because uh, I wouldn't be surprised that Michel Laprise saw it when he was younger, you know, mm -hmm. and, yeah. uh, and saw it in Quebec City. I think he, that's where he's from. If I'm not. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it could be for sure. And also, Gilles Saint-Croix must have been involved back then with uh, Curious because mm. Gilles uh, did a lot for clowns, uh, you know, and uh, he believed and he loved clown. He loves mm. clown a lot. So he was always pushing for to have, uh, you know, good clowns, uh, very special clowns. And, uh, you, know. and you said that, um, do you think there is a big difference? between clowns in Cirque du Soleil nowadays compared to before? Because you said, oh, they were crazy. They were crazy. Do you think, uh, how different do you think it is? Well, nowadays, I mean, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I've seen all the evolution of the clowns at Cirque du Soleil and all, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, there's always been fantastic clowns in shows of Cirque du Soleil. Uh, nowadays, you know, sometimes I look at it in that, It depends who's going to direct the show. I, I, I think sometimes you know because some some directors they like to in, uh, include the clowns in their scenario in their script, you know. So the clowns becomes one of the characters that sticks out, mm -hmm. sticks out a bit, but he's part of the story, you know. Other ones, you know, like the way we we knew more uh, circus is for us is. The clown is the disturber, is the one coming and just like almost scrapping everything, you know. And then, like he, he, many times, he's the counterbalance of the show. The clown, you know, mm -hmm. you come, he comes and uh, he comes to mix all things, you know. And then we go back to uh, to our narration or whatever. Mm, okay, I see. Yeah, But, I understand. Same Soleil, I mean, I've seen incredible, beautiful clowns, all kinds of styles of clowns in Cirque du Soleil, you know. At one point, it became, they were kind of, a, for me, they were kind of, a, at one point, they, they, it felt that they, they got stuck on one style for a while, but then it came back, you know. Mm. And, and, uh, but, I mean, there were masters that we, uh, we, we saw throughout the, these years were like, You know, like René Bazinet, David uh, mm, Steiner. Yeah. They were masters yeah. in pantomime style of clown. Oh, uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know, and uh, and then and then after that, a lot of uh, for me, a lot of the shows, they were looking for that type of clown. Sometimes, you know, mm. and sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't work as well, depending of the show. A, a lot also, depending on how you introduce your clowns or. Mm -hmm. you know so uh but i mean over the years you know there's been good clowns but yeah no for sure so for me it was really a revelation a revelation and uh i i really said i want to do that i want to do i want to be in that show you know or in, in that company one day and the year after i was in the year after you were in well I won the student of the year. I started the year in September. And then a month later, the, the artistic director of Sig Soleil, who was my director of the school also, mm -hmm. he came to see me, said, do you want to go on tour? 
I go, me? I say, yeah, uh, I think you're ready to go. Uh, I'd love to have you in our show. Yeah, for sure I want to go. <laughs> so I did three sessions of the circus school before I start my career in circus. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, a little nuts because... As and I was uh, I was not a clown. I was an acrobat back okay. then. Yeah, acrobat with uh, that I didn't know. Clown, uh, uh, clown, uh, uh, back uh, not background, but I was I was a funny character in the group mm-hmm. of acrobats. Oh, okay, I see. Naturally, I I proposed some stuff when we were rehearsing. And Franco would say, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay. You keep that. You keep that. Do like him, you know? And then we're, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was nice, but yeah, I just did three sessions at the school. Bang. I'm in with the Soleil. I'm starting rehearsing. And in 86, in the spring of 86, we have a teeter board act. We have a bicycle act that I'm in, you know, and we have a tour of about like six cities in the whole seasons. And, uh, and, was that the first tour that Cirque did worldwide or was it just a tour in the United States and Canada? Like That was Canada. That was basically, basically, you know, that first one I think we did. Oh, we actually, we, the first time Cirque today was taking the plane with his artists and technicians. We were, we went to Vancouver. Oh, we, okay. We like, like we started the rehearsals in Montreal and then we went a month in Vancouver in the big top and we finished the creation of the show there. We played for a few weeks and then we were invited in at the, the, the Vancouver Expo 86, the, the International Expo. And we did a few acts over there. And then after that, we came back to Montreal and then we did a tour of like Ville La Salle, Longueuil, Sherbrooke, Quebec, and Saint Sauveur, I think, and then mm. and then that's it. That was about it. You know, it was about six months ish, five months. You okay. know that we did that, and then and then the tour stopped in the fall, and then right away they asked, okay, who wants to come back to uh, to the next creation because we were create creating right away. We finished uh, the the season. Boom, we were into the creation of the next show. Oh, and what was the next show going to be? to be The show I just did that year in 86 was La Magie Continue. Okay. Magic Continues in a way in English. And mm-hmm. uh, the next one was uh, Le Cirque Réinventé. So I guess in English, I know that I don't think there's a title for that. <laughs> we reinvent the circus. Yes, that's pretty good. Or, or something like that, you know. And so, so, that, and so that was your second show. Yeah. In 87, it was my second year with the Cirque du Soleil. So, uh, and there, the, the, the tour was a little longer, maybe seven months or something like that, because that was the first year Cirque du Soleil was flying to the States. So oh. it was their first international tour, if you want. Oh, and and where, where, what was the first international city? It was in the little Tokyo in uh, in L.A. Oh. Actually, the, this show was uh, bought or the, there was a huge festival in, in L.A. called uh, the Los Angeles Festival. And it was mainly a, a theater and dance uh, festival, but a big one, like a 
really, really well-known uh, people, you know, Ariane Munchkin been there, mm. I think. Uh, yeah. uh, Peter Brook was there also, mm-hmm. you know, big dance companies. And uh, the, the president of that uh, festival, he came to see our show in Montreal, I think. I don't remember if 86 or 87. Anyway, he came to see the show and he said, I want you guys in my uh, in my festival in the fall, and uh, I uh, and he said that he wanted Cirque du Soleil to be there for the whole, I think two weeks or maybe three weeks of festival. Usually, sp- all the other troops they stay like uh, they do three or four shows. They go two, three shows. They go, you know. But we were the ones that were going to open the festival and stay there for about three weeks and uh, so Guy accepted it he said yeah okay let's do it and he told us uh we are going to go to los angeles uh this year you know and uh, that was absolutely amazing when we went there we uh i drove there with uh we were five cars following each other to go to uh <laughs> states to la you know and uh, out west it was great we had a good time and uh, there was all kinds of things that happened so at that time you must have realized like okay there is a the company is moving like there is a change in the company it's like we are it's becoming more important it's becoming bigger well i think Maybe uh, the Guy La Liberté and Daniel Gauthier and all, they were maybe realizing and hoping. Uh, for us, it was like, ah, cool, we're going to the States. But it, we, we, were, we're, we didn't realize that there was something happening at all. It was that our little show, you know, our, our little two-hour show. But uh, at, that, at that time, what was the difference between Cirque du Soleil and other companies? Well, Cirque du Soleil was, well, first of all, it was a circus. In Canada, it was not working that well in a way, you know, like in 85, they went to Toronto and there was nobody in the big tops. You know, they had to go on the street to give tickets because it was not known, you know. We were playing. We started to have full houses more maybe in 87, but 86, we played in saint Sauveur. That's a little place where there's tourists a little bit. And, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they, I don't remember if we were filling or not, but I, it was starting a little bit, you know, but not, it was, it was not known at all. You know, <laughs> you were talking uh, to people in the street, ah, I work with Cirque du Soleil, and they, they went, Cirque de what? Cirque du Soleil? In Quebec. Not and what, what was the, um, you think the, the signature at that time, like, do you think the one made, Cirque du Soleil at that time different or like what created the spark that started everything do you think it was that the acts were very good very strong or did you guys already have the, the costumes the music the makeup that's kind of like the signature of what Cirque du Soleil is nowadays no back then we were doing our own makeup like 87 I think it started somebody started to uh, do a bit of makeup but 86 and, uh, and even me in 87, I was just doing a little bit of red there, there, a little bit uh, red on my lips. And uh, that was pretty much it. I think that, that, that what, what made Cirque du Soleil back then, it was really the joy that we had to do the show. You know, 
it was really like a, a bunch of people together that uh, worked with a, a, a metteur en scène, Franco Dragon, that was very, very close to everybody. We were like friends and, you know, trying things and Franco would give a, give a, an indication of doing something. We were all doing it. And then we were kind of creating together, you know? So it was really our show in a way of, uh, of, uh, of let's, let's have fun, you know? And we were having a lot of fun doing this and we, we didn't even think at all that Cirque du Soleil was going where it went. Our partner in this episode is Circus Talk, the online carrier marketplace for circus and the performing arts. Circus Talk is the new thing that is great for our international circus community. It is an amazing information resource, bringing news, events, and industry trends to us, professionals working in the field. What also makes Circus Talks amazing is their first online casting platform that connects talents and talent seekers in circus and performing arts. If you're a talent seeker, you can finally post jobs and auditions in a professional and transparent way, instead of using social media accounts. There are already over 28,000 artists' profiles on Circus Talk that talent seekers can search while talents can find jobs and apply to them via the Circus Talk platform. You can get your first month free on both Circus Talk Talent and Talent Seeker Pro membership by using the promo code TAPIROUGE in one word. So go to circustalk.com, sign up to Pro and use the code TAPIROUGE to find your spotlight with our partner, Circus Talk. All right, guys, a little side story now. Back in 2014, I hurt my back training backstage before a show. The pain was so intense, I couldn't put my socks on, sit for more than two minutes, and obviously, it took me out of the show for quite some time. I followed a strict core rehabilitation program, and after six weeks, I got back on stage. But I kept having recurring pain. So I started to educate myself about core anatomy, rehab training, and pain science. I wanted to understand why am I doing all these exercises if the pain keeps coming back. The more I was learning, the more I understood I had to change. I started switching exercises, tweak some techniques and executions, and also completely changed my perception of pain. After a couple of weeks, on top of reducing considerably my pain level, I was feeling so much stronger, which increased my confidence to move and better perform on stage. My life overall was so much better. Finally, I was pain-free and not scared to hurt my back again. I had a lot of artists and athlete friends who saw that happening and asked me, hey, what did you do for your back? And I thought, I could put it all out in a clear and clean way, instead of always pulling random videos on YouTube and giving quick guidance. So I reached out to all the best doctors, physiotherapists, and performance medicine specialists whom I met touring, and asked them to help me develop Protocol Cut to the Core. Protocol Cut to the Core is the first rehab and strengthening protocol for back or hip pain that also includes a comprehensive course in core anatomy, biomechanics, and pain science. It is approved 
by doctors, physios, and performance medicine specialists from five different countries. If you are suffering from acute or persistent back or hip pain, you can find protocol Cut to the Core on our website at cuttothecorefitness.com. When movement is an issue, movement is the solution. And now, let's get back to the show. Between 1997 and now, how many shows did you do? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, there, I had different... I did, you know, I did acrobat, I did clown, I did artistic direction. Uh, I did uh, uh, creation direction also. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, I did, I mean, I did, uh, you know, La Magie Continue, Circuit Réinventé. Uh, as an that, artist then, first, as, huh? an, as an artist on stage first, how many shows did you do? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, Corteo, Cusa, Totem, uh, Magie Continue, I, I, I have five so far with this, okay. plus uh, special events. I did quite a few mm -hmm. special events as a, as a clown, mostly as a character. Yeah. Uh, I did, uh, yeah, that's, that's at least five shows like that. And then I was artistic director for Deralion for two years. On tour with the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they created the show, we were the, me and Ali, we were mm -hmm. the, the artistic directors on tour. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't know you were an AD uh, yeah. on tour. Yeah. You, you really did everything at crazy. <laughs> I need money. What do you have? <laughs> I'll do everything. I do accounting, marketing, clown, everything. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> But I loved it, you know, because it, it showed me many aspects of the business. Yeah, for sure. So I'm more, for, for instance, you know, like being an artistic director, I saw what, what the job was. It was like complicated and mm -hmm. try to please everybody. It's impossible. Yeah. You know, so you have to learn how to be, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, well, sorry, but that's the way it is, you know, and uh, that was not easy, especially when you have friends, clowns that are the clowns on the show. Uh, yeah. And then things happen and you have to go see them and sometimes not be nice because it, it's got to change. You know, it's it was a. Uh, It was it was something else. That was a that was a, that was a hard part of my business. <laughs> <laughs> and you say it's not easy to go to a show and to replace a character that is already existing. And I think also because right away the whole cast they are comparing you to the totally. one who was there before. And so how to how do you manage that? That you you first you said that you try to make it your own to change it, but how is it hard sometimes like mentally and emotionally to try to come to fit in the show, to save the show because you, they need, the show needs a replacement, but how do you deal with that? The pressure well, or like the, the comparison thing? I mean, it, well, uh, you know, the one that was the, the hardest for me to do was Totem because mm -hmm. Totem was the one I knew the less in the ones I did Kusa and I did uh, Corteo And these two shows, I was coaching. So uh, okay. I, so I always, I already knew the shows, you know, a, li a little more. Corteo, I knew it a lot. 
Kusa, I knew it a little bit because I was doing a bit of coaching, not much, but Totem, I never coached it. And then when I went to LA uh, to replace it, you know, it was like emergency because the guy they just hired to replace people and people will remember that he was not working at all. It was no, not working. Yeah. They called me. Oh, you were there too, actually. Yeah, this is how we met you. That's it. That's right, you know. But I remember having the call say, hey, Rock, it was like a Friday or something like that. Uh, yeah, or the weekend. They said, could you go to Tatem to do the character of, of people, Valentino? I went, uh, yeah, if I have a bit of time <laughs> to uh, look at the videos and... Uh, They went, listen, we have a problem because we have the premiere coming in L.A. In uh, Yeah, it was in L.A. or uh, Santa Monica, I think. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah, it was Santa Monica. And they said, we have a new clown that's going to replace uh, people, but we don't want him. You know, he's doing crazy things. We can't have him on the show. And we asked people to stay at least for the premiere, you know, to do the opening. But you would have to take it right after that, you know. And I said, yes, stupid me, you know, <laughs> I said, yes. So that weekend, I just spent the weekend at home, just watching the video, watching people going, you know, and, and trying to take notes uh, of, of it all, knowing that I'm going to be with the uh, people a little bit in, in LA, you know, and uh, so I'm just working like crazy, but at the same time, I have to do all the visa things, you know, like uh, makeup. I got to learn the makeup and all. And uh, I'm like, my head is about that big, just going nuts and getting really nervous because I don't know the show much, you know, at all. So I get to LA and People and I worked, I think, two days together, if I yeah, remember well. I remember it was so fast. Yeah. It was really fast, you know. And then and then people does the the opening of the show. I watch it. It was great. You know, I could see him on a, on stage and really like uh, see it. Yeah, I remember he, we did uh I did the the following him, the shadowing him mm -hmm. and all, you know. I had all my notes. And then if I'm not wrong. People did the opening and the next day left. Yeah. That's right. Because he didn't see me on stage or maybe two days later. No, he just premiere and then he left. That's it. And then you he was, and he so was you had to be on like alone. after two days. Let's go. Yeah. Man. I said, you asshole. Stay, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was totally freaked out. Totally freaked out. So I said to people, listen. I'm going to go on stage. I don't know if I'm going to be really precise in the things that I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do my very, very best to have the cues that the technicians need mm -hmm. to be at the right places. But the rest, I mean, bear with me. <laughs> it was nuts. It was and nuts. I remember it was so funny because Guy La Liberté was there. Like he, he came, I think, two days later. And He came backstage to see the cast and he really did like a double look on you. You look at everybody, oh, good job, everybody. And then he look at you and like, he look at you and he said, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, and you were just like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I'm doing it. There's crazy. no, there's no was... other people. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. When it happened, the same thing. I went to replace Kuza in Kuza in 
in Santa Monica again. Really? Santa Monica again? Yeah. And there, D was just back from, uh, was just back from the, the space. Oh, really? So he had his quarantine, which was, I don't know, uh, 20 days, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that he was out of his quarantine. He flew with his plane to L.A. and he came to see Kuza. Okay. And at the end of the show, he came backstage and, you know, all the stage managers are, okay, stay, people stay. Yeah, yeah. is coming with Daniel Lama. And I went, I'm not staying in costume. My show is done. <laughs> you gotta stay in costume he's coming sorry my show is done i'm going to change and i'll be there but not in costume you know so and, funny and i did yeah <laughs> you did <laughs> i change i take my cup and i come you know and it's cool you know he's talking lama's talking you know and then at the end when uh, everybody applauds Guy, of course you know big mm. applause to Guy, blah 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 and uh, he comes to me he goes what the hell are you doing here again? Yeah. It's <laughs> in the shows when I come and see the shows. It's true. It's, I said, like, well, man, actually, you're... you know, it's funny because it's my last show. I was my last show. So it was not the premiere. It was my last show uh, that the, the day after. That's I so said, funny. And I said to Guy, I said, hey, listen, actually, it's my last show tomorrow. Can I have a ride home with you? You, you, <laughs> you asked? Did he say yes? He said, nah, no, I'm going to Hawaii. I said, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was cool. It was cool. That's but then so I did funny. a bad thing because I said to him, he said, oh yeah, you're leaving. So what's going to happen? Well, they're going to do the act, two of them. It was three uh, clowns. Yeah, it's true. For a little while, you know, until they, they, somebody can come. He said, oh yeah, okay. Man, the worst thing I've ever done for the, uh, an artistic director. <laughs> he saw the artistic director in Chicago the two days later, and he gave him shit, man. Oh, yeah. You, you're not supposed to do that. There's three clowns in that act. There should be three. I want a clown now. So I get a phone call from the artistic director. He goes, uh, Ron, <laughs> do you think you could come back to, uh, to, uh, to the show for... For a couple of weeks or something, I go, man, I can't. Again, my son is alone. I mean, Ali's gone on tour. I need to babysit my son. I said, I said, why? I said, well, Guy came to see me. He gave me shit because there's no. <laughs> I go to him. I go, oh, uh, I think man. it's because of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> me, man, it's me, I'm so sorry. I said, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to come at least, you know, for a few days to uh to help you because i feel really guilty you know <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> so i arranged uh, somebody to say babysit my son i went back they found sean kempton that mm-hmm. came i trained him as fast as i was trained for for totem almost like <laughs> two days with the guys and then he took over and i went back but <gasps> man i felt bad <laughs> but you know i think it's it's funny because i think it speaks a lot about g too but that he that for him it was important like the show was written with three clowns and for him it was like no like we don't do with two the show is meant to be with three you do the show with three clowns like that's the yeah that's no, what the was. quality of the show is that's what the show is meant to be i think it's that's it that's it you know i mean uh for that gee was always 
that's why he was the guide in a way they talked about, you know, mm-hmm. because he was the perfect outside eye and it was, you know, it was the quality of his company. He didn't want to have less. It's always more, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think it, it also says to the people that work there that, you know, we need to keep the quality of the show all the time. This is the, the primary thing with Sadie, you know? Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me that when we were going, I don't remember from where, but from the States to Ottawa and we had one week break in between. So for the break, I go to Montreal and when I pass the border from the US to Montreal, they ask me at the border, why are you coming in Montreal? And I'm thinking like, I'm here on, on holidays, my break. So I say, oh, I'm near on a day off on a break. So, okay, take my passport, let me in. From Montreal, I take the bus. I go to Ottawa for artistic call. We start rehearsal, training, blah, blah. And, you know, tour services, they say, oh, can you bring, um, bring your passport with your working visa? We would like to have everything before the premiere. And the day of the premiere, I bring my passport to tour services. And they open my passport and they say, Guillaume, where is your working visa? And I'm thinking like, I don't know, it must be somewhere in there. And they're like, yeah, there is no working visa here. What did you say when you passed the border? And then I realized like, oh, when I passed the border in Montreal, I said I was going on, I was coming on holiday and not to work. And oh. then I tell this, and then I see the eyes of the production manager going, and he said, Guillaume, you can't work tonight. It's premiere tonight and you can't work because you don't have a working visa. So then there is like, my heart goes like, <gasps> and so that emergency meeting with artistic director, everyone, in a, and then the artistic director walked by me and he looked at me in the eyes. He was so, <laughs> so pissed oh, off. Like and so that. he tells me, say, stay out of, stay out of the office. Like he, so he shut the door and I stand behind the door and I hear in the, in the office saying, what the fuck? Like being so, <laughs> so pissed. Oh my God. They open the door and say, Guillaume, come in. I come in and I feel so bad. You know, I start saying like, oh, we can, we can just pretend this never happened. We can just pretend I, I can bring you my passport tomorrow. And just tomorrow we can realize I don't have a visa so that I can at least do the show tonight. And they say, no, no, we can't. Like we, it's too big of a risk. And they put the paper on the table and the AD says, so this is the map of the closest border into the US. We're going to put you in a car with someone. He's going to drive you. You're going to pass the border, make a U-turn, get your working visa. He said, I'm removing you from all the queues in the first part of the show. You're going to arrive on time for intermission and you're going to do your act. Oh my God. So I'm thinking like, okay, like, and so I'm, I'm asking, I said, can, do you want me to, to put, to bring makeup in the car so I can do my makeup in the car? <laughs> he said, he said, no, 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 just go and just go. And you, we, we keep texting each other, but you're out of the, the first part, take food in the car so you can eat and just go now. And so I go at gate one, there is a guy waiting in the car. I see in the back of the car and many guy drove, he drove like a pilot. Like he was like <laughs> passing every car. Yeah. We pass the border. It makes a U-turn. We step into the, the office of the immigration. And so the guy said, Oh, you work for City Soleil. And then he asked, he said, when is your first show? And so I look at my watch, I say, uh, in 40 minutes. <laughs> and so the officer was like, Oh, okay. So you are in a hurry. I say, yes, I'm in a hurry. So he said, okay. So he like, they were really nice. They did all the oh, process wow. super fast. And I remember I arrived in a tent. I run into the production office. I say, I have my visa. I run into the artistic tent and he was already uh, the intermission has already started and my act, I had to go into the grid at the end of intermission. So I, Sarah, my 
<laughs> Trappist partner is like warming up in costume already. And so I arrived and I remember I did the fastest makeup I've ever done. It was like five minutes, just like bam, bam, a little bit of gel <laughs> in my hair. I put my costume and I did like express warm up, like tension up, I stretch and then I took five minutes with Sarah. She said, you, you're ready. You're sure there is no rush to AD came in the tent. She said, okay, I don't want like, I don't want to put you in a dangerous situation. Uh -huh. Like if you feel you can do it, do it. Yeah. And, but I don't, if you feel it's too much, if you're too stressed out, just don't push It's We, we tried. And if it's, you're not ready, you're not ready. And I said, no, no, no I'm going to do it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I went into the grid uh, and, and we did the act, the show, the second part of the show starts and the trapeze come down. I did my act. I, and the act went fine, but I remember that when the trapeze went back up, I stepped on the grease. I was shaking. I was the yeah. nerves. Like I was so like, <gasps> and I came down the grid and because I had a cue right after. And when I arrived in the artistic tent, all the, the Russian bar guys, they were like, whoa, like clapping for me to be like, yeah, you made it. You made it on time oh, for wow. your act. That was crazy. <laughs> crazy now i know these these things they make your heart race like crazy yeah but i remember yeah and it, it, and i remember that thing of like they were they were saying like it's the premiere in ottawa like we need we need all the acts in the show like we have to we have at least to try that you oh, are that was a, you were in ottawa yeah and so i remember a lot of executive from ihq in montreal from montreal they're coming in so they, the pressure was was pretty high so <laughs> i remember it was my fastest makeup my fastest warm-up <laughs> oh man oh man oh, no. i i i understand totally these things because when it happens you you know that you don't think anymore you just execute yeah, you execute yeah for sure but but didn't you have something like that in um corteo too that i remember it was a story that you had to they called you in an emergency to oh go. yeah that's true well, actually, I was I was well, I was replacing on Corteo because Pierre Philippe uh, had to have surgery. Okay. So there, I had more time to to work the character. I knew the character pretty well. I was coaching uh, mm -hmm. pretty much all the characters of uh, of Corteo, but uh, and I coached the ones who were replacing, like Pierre Philippe. I coached them and uh, to do Mauro. So I knew Mauro pretty well and mm -hmm. from the outside. So, but I had, I think something like a month to learn to play a, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Le, le, voyons, uh, the car or la boue. Oh yeah, the big musical instrument. Yeah, I had to learn that. I had to learn to speak Japanese because mm -hmm. it was in Japan and we had, and Mauro speaks a lot. But okay. Daniel had a very good idea. He created a character that was a friend of Mauro and he was Japanese. Uh, so okay. I was talking with him and I would, many times I would talk in English and he would kind of repeat what I was saying or make people understand what I was saying. Uh, okay, yes, I understand. And I learned a few phrases here and there in Japanese so they could laugh at me, you know. And, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I did that. I go over there. And I do a month of shows with the people. It was fantastic. You know, do, doing that role was incredible. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then I knew that uh, I, was, I had to come back for a month in Montreal because Ali was going. She was the artistic director of that show. So she was going, the principal artistic director, she was going mm -hmm. to Japan. And again, we needed, we needed somebody. Uh, I needed to come back to babysit my son and 
put him in school and stuff like that. So after a month, I come back. There's uh, the, the guy that was doing the white clown. He's doing the character while I'm gone. You know, while Ali goes there, because I was going, going to come back a month later and be there another an extra two months, I think. Okay. Something like that. So anyway, I come back, Ali goes, and then they have a break between two cities. Bunch of people leave everywhere in the world. There's the big volcano, the volcano in uh, not in Iceland. Yeah. Remember that big, big eruption that yeah. Uh, yeah, covered I remember. the whole sky? Well, the guy, he was in Europe, in Paris, I think, and he couldn't come back. There was no flight from Europe going to uh, Japan. Uh, there was... There was California where we had a guy that knew today he did Mauro. He couldn't come because he was stuck. You know, he had a, he had a contract. I was the only Mauro available and all safe, uh, also from where I was because Mauro couldn't come neither because he was in Italy. No flight from Europe, you know. Crazy. And I, I, I've been back for three days, not even. Oh, my God. Two, three days. Ali, I, I arrive home. Hi, Ali. Bye. She's going to the airport almost like the day after I arrive mm-hmm. from the airport. She calls me. Right. <laughs> you got to come back to uh, to uh, to the show in Japan. I go, man, you're kidding. I know I can't. No, no. You got to come back. So what's happening? There's no Mauro. We have a premiere Thursday. It's Sunday. Oh my God. You gotta come back. I say, no, listen, I, you know, like me, I need that. She says, find somebody to babysit Nico, you got to come back. I go, okay, let me, let me look. And I, I made a few phone calls. I have a very good friend of mine uh, that said, yeah, I'll go to your place for a week. He had no job, nothing, you know? So, so I called back Ali on the plane. I go, Ali, okay, it's good. I can come. So how do we do it? Okay. I'll, they'll call you, you know, the office. So uh, I get a phone call on Monday morning or even Sunday night, you know, negotiation. Mm-hmm. So I could negotiate. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a, first of all, I had, a, I, they flew me uh, f- not first class, but business class. Yeah. So you could sleep in the plane and just, yeah. Yeah. But they didn't want to. I say, you don't want, I'm not going. Yeah. Like, Come on. <laughs> sure. Listen, you want me to go do a premiere? You know, I'm flying. I arrive Monday, uh, Tuesday morning. I do adjustment on Wednesday. And Wednesday night we do, or Thursday night we do the, the premiere. Yeah. I better sleep on the plane. Yeah, for know? sure. And you, you don't even have time to recover from the jet lag in the first place. You have to go again. Like it's, that's yeah, it. it's crazy. So I went there and that's exactly what it was. I flew overnight, well, 12 hours, whatever it was, slept on the plane, arrived the next day, adjustments at night. Uh, the, the next, yeah, adjustments of everything because they had readjust for the other guy. So they had to adjust for me flying and stuff, you know, and then the next night, Wednesday night, do the premiere, boom, 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 everything went well. And then from there, I didn't know when I was coming back. Uh, yeah. We had a day off on the Thursday and uh, we were waiting. And then Thursday night, They say, okay, David's on the plane. He's coming back. He's good to fly. Friday, I was on the plane going back. So I was there for three days. That's that's insane. (laughs) Insane, man. Insane. It was like a dream. Yeah. When you arrive in Montreal after, were you just 
Was you I sit down on the couch and you were just like, that That just happened? It <laughs> was insane. Insane, but exciting at the same time. Yeah, because it's, it's true. like all of a sudden, you know, like, uh, my God, I got to I gotta be uh, on the button at the right time. But I knew the show. I did the show for a month before that. So, yeah, so you were ready. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I said, do you want to you do the fly? I mean, no, I did it three days ago. Four, you know, a week ago. There go. I'm okay. And the, to, was Totem your last replacement, like back in 24, 15? Yeah. I wasn't, uh, did I do, I think I did Kuza after. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. You're right. It's 15 and 2015. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the last one. And so that was the, your last time on stage? Uh, with Cirque du Soleil, yes. Yes. Yes, pretty much. And after and that, you transitioned directly into, you went back to just coaching at the studio and creating acts and. Well, no, I did. Uh, I did. I was a creation director for uh, Expo Milano. Mm-hmm. We created a show for, with the special events. And uh, they asked me if I wanted to uh, do uh, the creation director because the create the original creation director was going on another show. And I did that. That was uh, pretty intense. Finally, the show was good and all, and we were all very happy. And then in the meantime, I see Daniele uh, at the, the office because he's starting to write his show, Lucia. Mm, yeah. And then at one point, I, I talked with him and all, and all is good. And I, I know his wife, uh, Julie, very, very well. You know, so I worked with her with Cirque Loise and all. Mm, yeah. I come to my office. There's a note on my uh, on my uh, desk saying, "It's Daniele Rock. Can you come and see me, please?" Oh my God, what's up? And then I go see him and say, "And Daniele, all is good. Well, what's up?" He says, "Yeah, I want to ask you something, but I know you want want to do it. You know." I said, "What? Would you like to be my assistant on the, the next show for uh, for Cirque du Soleil?" Hey, me? He says, "Yeah." Yeah, 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 yeah. I want for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, I want for sure. <laughs> you're doing like a creation direction now. Said, no, 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 no. I want to work with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had worked with him on Nomad for Siqueloise. Yes. And uh, also for the, the other one. Um, uh, Nebia? No. Attends, Rain? Here. Rain. <laughs> I, I, and and I, was, I was assisting him too on these shows, kind mm. of, you know. And now he asked me to assist him on a creation for Cirque du Soleil. I was like, yeah, I want to do it for sure. For sure. Oh, that's crazy. So I did that after, you know. And, was- and over your 30 years at Cirque du Soleil, what was the craziest thing that you so, saw? It's 36 years. You know? 36, over 36 years <laughs> at Cirque du Soleil. Wow. <laughs> What's the craziest thing I've seen? For me, was uh, it was the rise of the Cirque du Soleil, the rise of the the sunrise. You know, in a way, like mm-hmm. from from the first time I saw this show in '85, and it blew me away. To to then the first contract I signed in a little apartment on Saint Hubert Street in Montreal. You know, saying that I was going to be in Cirque du Soleil, which for me was already big, but it was very small, to where it is today, man, it's unbelievably crazy, you know, from where it started to where it is now, you know, and even higher yeah. than that. You know? 
it's uh it's it's crazy it's crazy because you'd never thought that little circus from quebec from montreal from quebec uh, the province would be where he is right now the biggest circus in the world you know yeah so that's uh amazing amazing i have one last question for you oh and God. if aliens would land on earth tomorrow how would you explain Cirque du Soleil to them come and see the show you'll see <laughs> <laughs> oh my god huh? that, that's uh... <laughs> <laughs> that works that works yeah, but thank I you so much that... for coming thank you for taking the time I know you're very busy with all the shows at the moment thank you so much for And my, with me. my big, big, big pleasure, really. Amazing, huh? I love these good old day stories. And Cirque has such amazing ones. So many adventures. I also think that it's interesting to know where the company comes from and to understand its evolution over the years. So that as a new artist or employee, you can understand what lineage you're coming into and what you're taking part of. And generally, for the company moving forward, it can also preserve its DNA while reinventing itself. Now, please take a little extra time to give us a good rating and review. It really helps the show growing. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CircusTalk.com, or wherever you're getting your podcasts. My friends... That's it for today's episode. I wish you all a fantastic day and a great week. Merde if you're having shows. Rock the house. Tune in next week. And as we say in the circus, see you down the road. <laughs> <laughs>